Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Nerdgast on Talk podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, both sides, turntables, Jump Thoughts, Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. All right, and welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. I am your host, Swag on Zero, and we are still in this quarantine state. We are far from each other, but close together in our hearts. We have our, um, we're going to introduce our panel real quick, the host of the No Gimmicks Needed Podcast, the man with the plan if you need him, Yo, Shazam, Mr. A&E. What's going on, everybody? I'm wolfing, bro. Uh, oh. Wolfing, man. Just... <laughs> Yelling at the moon. What was that? Your facial hair coming in? Oh uh, no, I, I I I was able to go to my hairdresser. Uh, I'm okay. So, I, I'm I'm good. Uh, uh, we also got the man, the myth, reality, as Mister A and E like to say it. Q flow, flow the rookie. And hey, man, make sure you pay that nickel, man. What's going on, everybody? We are here. Yes, we are here, but we're not only here with just us three. We are also here. <laughs> With the host of the Turntables Hip Hop Coach and Beyond, Lady Sketch. What's up, y'all? I hope everyone is feeling safe in this quarantine. Has it gotten to you guys yet? Oh, I have kids. I still go to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're essential. You you're above us. I'm sorry. I, I, mean, you know, I, I have an essential job, so I do leave the house on four out of seven days of the week. But my kids don't. Ah. ah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the parents that's going through this. I hope you guys are okay. just, just ask. No, I'm okay. No. <laughs> I, I, yo, I'm not gonna hold you. I was thinking maybe I need to like I told Swag I should give them a. I should probably volunteer to uh, babysit. At least I take a geo. But then I realized <laughs> we 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 still quarantine. Like we gotta. I thought about y'all. That's all I'm saying. I thought about I appreciate that. We appreciate it. Send help. I just called a check. <laughs> I, I I can't handle kids. I'm sorry. He's not going to check. Well, <laughs> that, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. So, you know, I worked with kids GOA back back then. So, and then, you know, Ricky got the whole tribe at home. So, <laughs> we, we, we could have, but, but we, we still, we still quarantining. It's probably not safe to have Geo here. Especially with me going outside and everybody crib, so I don't know, man. But, but I, we, I definitely was thinking of y'all. We appreciate it. We do appreciate it from the bottom of the heart. But I can't wait for him to go somewhere. <laughs> it don't even gotta be school. It's gotta be somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> that ain't here. Well, if he does go anywhere, make sure he's wearing that Nerd Coalition hoodie. Yes, we have merch, so make sure you check that out on our Teespring Nerd Coalition Negro, hoodie. Degrees outside, man. Uh, it was windy today. So it was like the it was wind like, was yeah, day, it. it could be sixty, but that wind was saying something else. Yo, yeah, no, nah, that that breeze, especially oh my lord, I was in the city, man. That breeze was, I don't know. 
So make sure you. So make sure you wear that Nerd Coalition hoodie. We got the Shazam logo, we got the Retro logo, and we got the No Gimmicks Needed logo. With more coming soon, so make sure you check that out. But. The best place to find that at is the realnerdcoalition.com, where you can also find our other stuff, such as the Fat Reacts. You can find a playlist to that, a playlist to level up, and our other podcasts, which sends you a link right to Spaces Philly, where you can check out our podcast. You can check out No Gimmicks Needed. You can check out Turntables, Hip Hop Coach, and Beyond. You can check out Drunk Thoughts, Silver Tongue. You can check that all out on spacesphilly.com. And while you're there, you might as well check out Mark has a movie. Yes, his YouTube his YouTube channel has been blowing up. Uh, I haven't seen the recent video, but I want to follow that. Make sure you subscribe to that channel as well as the Nerd Coalition <laughs> channel. And I'm we, sorry. Uh, what? We, no, we, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we have the Q Flow um, album on the page as well. If you want to talk about that, uh, Q Flow. Okay. Okay, uh, well, I, it sounded like you were about to go in and... Describe. I was. Uh, I started running out of breath. So, oh, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, we got the war drum. Um, we still we still uh, blasting the music. And, you know, you can also find your music wherever you listen to your music at. Um, I might have... this. I'm, I'm low-key lying, but I might have some new music on the way. Uh, I'm low-key next lying. week. Next week. We're going to see. We gonna Long see. Time. We gonna see. So make sure you uh, stay tuned for that. For today's podcast episode, this is a special podcast episode because news has been very dry. The only thing I know that was recent was the Last of Us being delayed, but I'm like, I'm not surprised. Everything is being delayed, but we're doing a movie um, experience extravaganza here where we're just going to be reviewing movies. We have a lot of movies to review. Uh, Miss Amy, I believe you have how many again? One and a half. One. You watch half a show? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, cause I, I didn't. I, as soon as I didn't get to finish Frozen two. Oh, okay. Good luck. You uh, watch <laughs> that? I was watching this because I'm a movie guy. Uh, <laughs> but but how, however, it, uh, when it comes to recent, like I uh, watched Uncut Gems yesterday. I do want to see that. And then I saw The Predator. But that, that, that's two years old. So I, did see, I did see the 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 Predator, which is the fourth one, the one with all the clones and all that. You, bro, these things got dogs. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah. Florida rookie, I believe he only has one review for today. Yep, Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, Hobbs and Shaw, and then we got Lady Sketch with one review, I believe, as well. Uh, I technically have two because I saw Uncut Gems. Oh, okay. I would like to get your opinion on that. And then I have one, two, three, oh, three movies and a uh, TV show. So I'm going to be talking about Can I know your movies, please? I'm just curious. Yes. The Five Heartbeats, which I finally saw. Um, Uncorked. uh, The Farewell. Why do you say it like that? Because I I feel like I'm going to say it wrong. Like, I say it wrong. It's my. but I, yeah. So, uh, in that, and I got the show, uh, Dave, the little Dicky show. That oh, I've been watching today. All right. So we're just going to start it off. I guess I'll start it off with me. I'm going to start with the five heartbeats because I'm going to just get this yeah, over with because, because yep. it, it's, yep. it's, it's past time already. So 
The Five Heartbeats is a story about a rise and fall African American vocal group, and it was this was before my time. I did not get to see it. It came out in 1991. It stars Robert Townsend, Michael Wright, uh, Harry Lennox, all those. It was a pretty great cast. Of what they had in this you, movie. You did not. Mm-hmm. Go you better say Leon. Don't forget Leon. Uh, okay, jeez. Like, <laughs> I just I don't know all the cast members. There ain't nobody coming to see Otis. Yeah, no, no one's coming to see Otis. <laughs> but uh, it had a great cast. Robert Townsend, I do. Uh, for some reason, I can never remember his name. But when I see his face, I'm like, oh, okay, of course. Um, now going into this movie, I didn't really expect much because I was forced to watch it. As I was doing my laundry over uh, Florida Rookie's house, staying six feet away from him. Uh, thank you for letting me do that. Well, by I've the way, I've never heard any African American in the past twenty years say I was forced to watch the Fire Heartbeat. No, I've never heard the same. Heard that either. No, that hurt. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, going into this movie, uh, I, I expected like a Temptations type of film uh, going into it, and I actually thought this was a real music group but after further research it is not from what i see it's loosely based on the Dells. yes yes i did find that out and i was shockingly surprised about this movie i really enjoyed this my favorite character was definitely uh duck robert townsend i loved him he was my favorite character in this movie uh jt got on my nerves leon got on my last nerves <laughs> I, I i'm sorry i did not like him but it shows the rise and fall of this uh, music group. It really takes them from their early days when they were playing that. Um, I, I forget what it was called, but it was kind of like the Apollo to them getting the manager to going on big, to getting a record label, to getting records out there. And it really shows the conflict of what the music industry had back then, which I was very surprised about because I, I did want to know how it was differently back then than it was now. Because I know now it's a complete mess. But seeing it back then, I was very intrigued by it to see how things work. Especially um, with the music going on the radio now. With all with everything big now being streaming. And seeing that excitement of having that, you know, having people listen to their song on the radio for the first time. Seeing that excitement with them was very joyful. Um, I would say it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I forget what it was offhand um but yeah again going into this movie i wasn't expecting much but i came out highly enjoying this um i personally liked it better than temptations movie and you know still having that um happy ending um an ending of forgiveness i really enjoyed you liked it better than temptations but you can tell me your favorite part facts i can't think of it offhand oh man I would say probably when they was uh, on the first mu- the first music show, when um, what's his name? Uh, when Duck was uh, mad because he didn't he wasn't playing on the piano, and everybody was booing him, and then he pushed the guy off the piano, started playing it. it yes. that was great. That oh my god! That <laughs> and the part where Duck and JT were arguing on stage. And they used that for their advantage instead of making it a negative outcome. I was really surprised to see that and had them rip off their clothes and you see this bright silver uh, suit on. That was great. I thought that was genius. I I don't. I personally haven't seen anything like that in a musical film, so I really enjoyed that scene. Overall, 
the movie is a hashtag give it a chance. This was a fun watch for me. Uh, I wouldn't... I can't really find any negatives about So You know what? It might have to go to a B. I'm raising it up to a B. Because I can't really find any negatives for it. But it was definitely an enjoyable film. Uh, again, JT got on my nerves. I, I can't stand him as a character. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my review of the five heartbeats. I need some water desperately. So, I am going to pass it on to uh, Lady Sketch for your movie. I mean, it's going to be a while, but all right, I'll go. Uh, okay. So, I'm sure everyone has heard the craze about the Tiger King. Yeah. Let me tell you. It's that crazy. I Listen, I honestly, first I was like, I don't know if I want to watch it. And then I was bored one day. So I was like, I'm bored every day now. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I started it and did not stop until I finished it. It is seven episodes. Uh, who is the it Tiger is King? Just I, I... as crazy as you hear. Like, all the memes and everybody talking about it. It's really just as crazy. Like, I was like, this couldn't possibly live up to the height that they have it. This man is nuts. Okay, so... The Tiger King is Joe Exotic. In case you haven't seen it, uh, dude's name is Joe Exotic, and his own words, he is a gay, redneck, gun-toting zookeeper. Lives in Oklahoma. And he has this uh, roadside zoo, I guess you'd call it, where it's the the main focus is big cats. So they have tigers, they have ligers. I think they might have had lions at one point. I'm not sure, but it was a lot going on. Now, honestly, my first thought when I saw this was, y'all really be out here doing whatever y'all want out in these streets because let my black ass have one tiger. <laughs> one. My man had over 200 cats 200. and some alligators. Was there a reason why? Like he or he just, he just started? I think he started breeding them, and then um, like they then he started the zoo or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just grew and grew and grew. He used to do like traveling um, shows with the animals and magic shows, and he then he would take the animals to the mall and charge people to take pictures with them. It was a whole thing. Oh, so throughout the story, you meet a literal cast of characters like these people are just as berserk as joe exotic he has a few going with this lady named carol baskin who may or may not emphasis on may have killed her husband and fed him to a tiger um oh okay (laughs) she runs she runs a rescue in florida you know by the way spoiler alert if if you are on social media at all you've seen these memes and you've heard people talk about it so I don't want to be like, oh, I'm trying to skip through this. Hey, different not, parts. To, not to interrupt you guys, but I'm sitting by my window. If y'all hear the, the fire alarm just went off at the station. So, uh, okay. that, my bad. So, he has his ongoing feud with this lady, Carol, right? She runs a cat rescue, quote unquote, in Florida. Mm-hmm. When you get to her place, she's just as bad as him because she claims she's rescuing the cats or the tigers or whatever. But they're in smaller clo in like smaller cages and 
all of that, just like his are. And she used to also breed cats, but I guess she apparently had a change of heart or whatever. And now she supposedly rescues them from other situations like zoos and stuff like that. But the like a lot of crazy shit happened in this. At mm-hmm. Joe's zoo in Oklahoma, he had like everybody that was on his staff either was in jail or was on mess or both. Like they <laughs> he just went out and got a bunch of people who really didn't have nowhere else to go. And he was only paying them like a hundred dollars, maybe a little over a hundred dollars a week. Or was it a week? I feel like it was a I think it was a week. And they were being fed by this truck he would have come in with old Walmart meat that they would feed to the tigers. And he would let the staff go in and get first pick of the old warm Walmart meat that they wanted. And everybody was like, everybody was either missing some teeth, some legs, some arms. It was a lot going on. The Carol chick, she don't pay nobody to work at her place. Everybody's a volunteer. And she got it set up so that people feel like they're more like they're learning stuff and they're more important. So you get different color shirts depending on how long you've been there. Mm. And everybody, but everybody's a volunteer, so she doesn't pay anybody to do anything. Right. I was just like, this is a racket, sis, because I know you charge the people to come in here. And she gets money from doing her YouTube and uh, Facebook videos. So I was just like, this is a mess. So it gets worse. There's another guy who also has a roadside zoo or whatever, or I don't know what you would call it, named Doc Antle, who has like three girlfriends. They all live on a property with him. And they're all groomed. Like he goes and gets them when they're real young. They get like implants and and like all kinds of cos and other cosmetic work and work the zoo with them. And but he won't call none of them his wives or his girlfriends. He just says he's single and he lives a complex life. And I was just like, bro, this is this is too much. Then there's another guy in there who also who apparently the movie Scarface is based off of. He also a bunch of big cat. Like yo, it's. Every time you think it can't get no worse, it gets worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the whole, like the whole time I was watching, I was like, "This can't be real life." I'm not really watching this shit happen. So, like, oh, a bunch of other crazy stuff happens. His um, place where his Zoe Exotics, where his studio was at, where he records his music and everything. Mm-hmm. The alligators lived in there. Somebody set it on fire. They think it was him. Okay. Um, so, but all the alligators died. He lost all his footage from his reality show that was being shot and his music. Then come to find out after the actual like show was aired, he don't sing none of his music. So we, he don't... So, so isn't... Okay. So he don't sing it. Somebody else is singing it. He's lip syncing and making videos like it's him. He made a Carol diss track where he had somebody that looked like that lady, like really looked just like her. And was feeding what looked like human parts to tigers. It was a whole shit show. So stuff goes off the rails because most of his content and what he posts online is about him and how much he hates his lady Carol, right? Mm -hmm. He read her diary on his show. I don't know how he got her diary, but he read her diary on the show. And everything he does, he'd be like, you know what? You know why everything over here is all messed up? Because of Carol fucking Baskin. Every time. <laughs> he, he and, and that was all he talked about. So eventually, 
this guy comes in trying to help him save the zoo because he he did something to Carol. Oh, he he stole her like the name of her company and tried to like make it look like it was hers and all kinds of crazy shit. Mm. So they they took him to court. They want a judgment. She wanted a million dollars. He don't have a million dollars. So this guy comes in to help him fix the zoo up, and he's a he is a criminal as well, a con man. So he brings his criminal con man friends with him. He asks one of one of the employees, "Hey, would you be willing to kill Carol for three thousand dollars?" Now, I that's a stimulus check. Yeah, like, that... <laughs> yeah, that's uh... like, this is the most low budget hit I've ever. <laughs> her in my life like I, I actually I kind of skipped some shit Joe Exotic has two husbands both of which we figure out during the show or movie mm-hmm. were not gay like, oh he's mm. apparently the only one man was for, one was in it for the meth the other was in for what I, I don't remember one of them they both was in it for the meth I think and we not even and the movie. <laughs> no, he don't have no money. Oh, jeez. And then I don't know what else it was like, cause he would buy him stuff. That's what it was. <clears throat> like the one guy was like, I like pink camo. He bought me this pink camo rifle that I go hunting with. Like it was a whole thing. Oh, so they had a wedding with the two husbands, and of course it's not legally binding. It's at the same time. They all stood there together in matching outfits. And so fast forward. The one husband runs off with the secretary and they have a baby and get married. He has like a tramp stamp in the front. I don't even know what you call that. But it's like <laughs> above, above mm. his pelvis. It's on his a pelvis. Hot shot. It was a, a thot, okay, thot shot. Uh, I don't know. It rhymes. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> so then the second husband, though, he apparently had this thing with guns and he would just run around pointing guns at people all the time. So he pointed at one of the guys at the place and he's like, bro, you got to stop playing. Like, it's going to go off. So he says, oh, this is a Ruger. There's no clip in it. It's cool. Puts it to his head, playing around and shoots himself. Oh. And on camera. You didn't, on the, like, on the video, you don't actually see him do it. I don't think they would have, I would hope they wouldn't have played it. You see the guy who was sitting across from him mm-hmm. react like, oh, my God. And you see the gun flash. Oh. So then they have a funeral, right? My man has a funeral on his, I think it was on his property. Gets right. up there talking about how he used to put his balls in his face. And his, the boy's mama is sitting right there in the front row. Not at a funeral. At, and then comes unless, out, unless you want to call it. And then comes out <laughs> after the speech and starts singing a song. Yo, that was like a redneck fair with suits. It was. <laughs> they it had a memorial built for him on the grounds of the zoo that was his go kart and his four wheeler, and it was just filled with flowers. Now, is it's not I, a real redneck um, funeral unless someone has a suit jacket with the sleeves cut off? Did anyone have that? I don't know. They didn't show nobody but his mama and Joe Exotic. Oh, so okay. it could have very well been. It was breezy that day. <laughs> it could very well be somebody there like that. It was just the whole thing was out of fucking control. So they finally, so they they're watching the Joe Exotic because they figure out that he is trying to kill this lady. And 
she like I said, I'm I, I was just like, bro, you're not making me like you anymore either. She's she's shifty as hell. Mm-hmm. She tells a story about how she met the first husband who apparently disappeared, quote unquote. And uh, she's like, oh, I was mad at my my uh, my first husband. So I went out for a walk and I was upset. So he he pulled up next to me and was like, get in the car. And I was like, no. So then he came back around the block with a gun in his seat and was like, you can hold this gun on me. It's fine. I just would prefer you get in the car. And she was like, I did it. And we rolled together and I held the gun on him. And and then I spent the night with him. I was like, sis, you are a prostitute. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's been 20 something years. Just say it. Okay. Because ain't nobody getting in the car with a man and talking about I held the gun on him. And then we talked all night and I stayed with him. You... You are a lady of the night. That's a strong form. Yeah, that was about to say. <laughs> How you holding your arm up for that long? Sis, what? So, whatever. Her husband disappears. She gets married again. Now her and her husband are on this, this rampage trying to get Joe Exotic. They, she took his mama house and everything. Mm. So, the guy he gets to, to supposedly kill her just takes the money and runs off with it. And apparently had no intention of killing her because they set him up. So they get him to court. The charges about the murder don't really stick. So they put a bunch of other animal cruelty charges on him. And you know how white folks feel about the animals. Yep. So they gave him 20-something years, I think. And he's in his 50s. So he probably ain't coming out alive. Nope. But I was like, bruh. I watched this whole thing, and that's just a brief synopsis of the crazy shit that happened in this movie. And I was just like, yo. was shooting tigers in the head and calling it putting them to sleep. Exactly. He was like, well, you know, you gotta euthanize the tigers sometimes. You can't just, you know, they, they die. They don't live. I said, sir, you were killing tigers and burying them in your house. In the house. Like in the backyard, but you know, you get what I'm saying. I was just like, bro, what the fuck? It was. It wasn't like, Carol. Wasn't Carol talking about uh, putting sardine oil on somebody? He definitely did. So there's what? a part in there where he gets attacked, and the the tiger drags him. Like he about to take him back to his little nook and eat him up. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes in there to help him. Okay. So he finally fights him off, and he's all upset, and uh. I think he tried to say that she did it or some shit, or they put some kind of perfume or cologne on his shoes. So they panned to her, and she was like, perfume or cologne's not gonna do anything to the cats. They're just like, you know, get sick or like just sniff you. You'd have to put like, I don't know, sardine oil on yourself. And we was like, sis, why would you know that? (laughs) Why would you know that? What kind of animal habitat what kind of tiger has its habitat as a uh, meat grinder? She was like, oh, um, because he found a picture of them holding up some bunnies, apparently, that they were grinding up and feeding to the tigers. Oh, she was like, oh. well, it's a small grinder. We put the meat in there so it's easier for the tigers to digest or some shit. And I was like, sis, no. She was like, our grinder was really small. The one they had in the documentary was huge. That wasn't ours. I was like, girl, it don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> wow. It's a mess. Cause I think and one of the craziest, it was kind of funny, but it really wasn't. So mm-hmm. the doc ankle guy, he was like, 
you know, it's expensive to maintain all these tigers, which is why it costs so much money for people to like come in there and see them. He was like, it's like minimum 10 grand a month to feed a tiger or something crazy like that. Cut to Joe Exotic. He said, I can feed these tigers for less than three grand a month. We're like, how are you? What? Wow. <laughs> what? Why is there such a crazy disparity? And then that's when they showed the truck full of Walmart meat. <laughs> wow. I was like, that's how you feed these tigers for $3,000 a month. Because you, he was like, you know, when you go to Walmart and you take the food, the meat up front, and you don't want it no more. Mm-hmm. They can't put it back. That's the meat I get. I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm wow. Fucking done. This whole thing was outrageous. Okay, I have never in my life seen no shit like this. <laughs> and I, honestly, I gotta say. It's no way in the world y'all not because people really out here capping for dude because they think he's funny, like to talk about or whatever. And I'm sitting here, I don't, condone, like I don't condone not just not just them. Mm. I don't condone any animal violence, but I just want to know why it's 2020 and people still giving Mike Vick shit about it. But yeah. Joe Exotic is some kind of pop culture hero. I just want to know. Mm-hmm. It's because he threw that bomber jacket on. He- <laughs> The complexion is the protection. No, he really did. That lady got her arm ripped off like her first day on the job, and he put on an EMS bomber jacket. And I was like, what is that going to do? That's that's fly. That that is fly. uh, (laughs) That jacket fire, too. If I could find it, I'd get it. I was like, bro, what is going on? Is it the whole thing was a whole fucking mess. It. I, I was just looking like nobody came out of this looking okay. Even the the guy that Scarface was supposedly based off of, everybody was like he was the most likable character. Even him. They asked him like, did an ATF agent get murdered on your property? He was like, well, I didn't kill him, but somebody did, and they just left him there. So oh. I was just like, okay. I was like, sir, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in this movie was nuts. I was like, this this can't be real. Like, if you told me the the like the synopsis of this and I didn't see that it was on like Netflix or whatever, I would definitely think that you would you I'm like, you gotta be yanking my chain. Dude, this gotta this be a rea- a scripted reality show. Gotta be. But it's not. It is it's they real can't. life really happened <laughs> he's really in jail right now they really looking into carol for killing her husband again and she's mad at everybody and trying to sue about the thing and i'm like why did you let him come in <laughs> she i was just like bro she was she just knew that nobody was going to think she did anything so i guess she thought she was going to come out looking like the hero and all of this but you don't you mm. didn't girl that's a, that's a shame it was a hot mess okay mm-hmm. i i'm sick like it's one of the things when you get from episode to episode and you just like i don't i didn't just see what i thought i saw and it ups and each time <laughs> it was it got worse each time where i was just like this is this can't be real i will say this if you're bored because it's, it's good to watch during quarantine. I can't tell you I would have sat and watched it all in one sitting if this was regular everyday life. Hmm. So, I guess I would give it a low B for the entertainment purposes of it. <laughs> for it as a whole, though, like, mm-hmm. 
the whole thing. I I don't know what to give it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. A C for I confused. Like it it C for confused might be right because that shit was out of control. I I honestly, I was like, bro, I never in my black ass life thought I would see some shit like this. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how everybody like, look, I'm from Oklahoma, but I'm not from Joe Exotic. I'm from <laughs> Oklahoma. And I was like, nope. White people got to hold that. Yo, y'all got to take that. We got to take everything else. Y'all got to take yeah, that. Yeah, y'all, y'all got to get one. <laughs> my man really definitely, he was like, I'm going to run from the cops. Let me go get a new cell phone and take a picture in Florida and say I'm in Belize. Sir! What? <laughs> he was trying to run from the cops. He didn't even leave Oklahoma. <laughs> My man, I guess, found a picture on the internet and said it's nice to be in Belize and got a burner phone and thought it was over. Like, I... Let natural selection play its course. Bruh. <laughs> Just let natural <laughs> selection play its course. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Like I would say if you got time, give it a watch if you ain't got nothing else to do. This is something I would have watched if I was like doing my hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need something to put on that's gonna keep my attention for a while while I just while I'm sitting. <laughs> I, listen, I I don't even fucking know. I really don't. You could you could do it while you get in Q flow ready for the his uh Nipsey roll. Whatever people have been telling you about it is 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 facts. So just believe them. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a fact. Um, well, I I apologize that you had to go through that for one, <laughs> but thank you for that review. <laughs> thank you for that review. Uh, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, next on the line, we're going to have Mr. A and E. Um, whichever movie you want to pick first, you are good to go. Well, I will do the movie that I just seen yesterday, Uncut Gems. So, yeah. welcome back to the movie experience. And uh, this is the movie that has been getting a lot of traction within the past couple of months because it's supposed to be the role that Adam Sandler was supposed to be nominated for his Academy Award. Mm-hmm. So, and people say he got snubbed. The movie got snubbed. So I watched it for myself to give you guys the good, the bad, and the experience, even though we're still in quarantine. And overall, it's just about this Jewish jeweler who has a gambling addiction. Mm-hmm. And he's already in knee-deep crap already. And it's this, this one opal that he gets from Ethiopia mm-hmm. that if he can make the, the proper sell on his opal, it will basically get him out the hole completely. Wow. So that's that's what the whole movie is about. Mm-hmm. And now we get into it. So we'll start off with the good. The good being is that I think Adam Sandler did do a good job in this movie because this is something that Adam Sandler is not necessarily used to. Yeah, yeah it's out of the conversation. So I, I, I will give him that uh, in a sense, so uh, he plays the character of Howard How Rayner, and he's this this jeweler. And he Ratner, Ratner, excuse me, my apologies. I mean, he, now he still do his absent stuff. Very into basketball, very Jewish. That's just absent is that in all his movies, right? 
But however, in this one, it, 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 before the Joker stuff, this is a guy who truly, truly is in straight deep stuff, but he has a problem that he just cannot get out of. Mm-hmm. And gambling is the problem. And this movie does illustrate well that what the effects of gambling can do. And how it can wear a tear on a family, how it can wear a tear on a person, how can how can it affect all the people around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Kevin Garnett, who plays himself in this movie. So he's not playing a different character, he's playing himself. And for, when it comes to basketball players who are acting, they don't get good reputation. You know, Shaq, Jordan, Ray Allen. But I think Kevin Garnett, as him playing himself, mm-hmm. helped. Yes, and also good for him for still looking like it's 2012, you know. Exactly, because the movie takes place during 2012. Okay. And the reason why Kevin Garnett is there because he's still a Celtic at the time, and he's still playing basketball, and they're taking a lot of bets on his basketball games. Right, right. Now, if you are a fan of basketball like I am and you know these games, you already know the outcome. But if you don't, they have the raw footage there of the actual game that that they're playing because they're doing the playoffs and stuff like that. Okay. So, uh, like I said, he he did a very good job in the movie, and they did a good job trying to illustrate what's so special about this opal because it's still in the stone. It's uncut. So uh, it's the natural stone. It's like they they claim that when you look in there, you can kind of like see the whole universe. Wow. In a way. So it's it's a very, very expensive, very rare type of uh, gym that he spent about 17 months trying to get. Jeez. Exactly. So yeah, and then we finally gets it. That's the thing. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield is in here, and uh, he does a decent job for the role that he has to play. In the movie. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to give too many spoilers because I know one, you still want to go see the movie. Yes, it's coming to Netflix. Uh, March May 25th. May, May 25th. Yep. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, coming to Netflix. Uh, May 25th. So uh, that. That part is uh, good. If I go into the bad a little bit, I will mm-hmm. say that the movie is zero to one hundred and it don't slow down. No. And when it does, and when I say it doesn't slow down, there's no room to develop a lot of plot. Okay. It's a simple story. There's really no breathing room at all. There's no breathing room because I mean you're really on the edge because he, he's not a gambler that'd be like, okay, let me take, uh, I got my money and I gambled, I lost. Let me get some more of my money and then I'm going to gamble to try to win to pay, to pay the other person back. No, he's taking people's money yeah. mm-hmm. that he has, that he owes people and he's, play, he's playing a game with everybody. He's robbing Peter to pay Paul the whole movie. The whole Jeez. movie. Nothing he has is his own. Mm. If, if, he, if, if he owes somebody Ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but then he owes somebody twenty thousand. If, if excuse me, if he owes somebody ten thousand dollars, but he receives twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, he will find a way to bet that money to try to get more to, to pay the person back and person pay somebody else's on his back. Also, and he keeps asking for favors. and keeps doing these certain kind of bets, and like I said. And it's not the simple, okay, well, I'm going to pick the Celtics over the Sixers kind of bet. I'm talking about real betting where you're betting odds, you're betting the over, you're betting the under, you're betting the performance of the players and all that stuff like that. A lot goes into that. A lot goes into that kind of stuff. Mm. So it is on zero to 100. And if you, it's not on an inception level, but if you do leave the movie like, like my wife did, 
and you come back, you're going to be kind of lost. Okay. It's, it's kind of easy to pick up if you're not watching straight through because there's so many little things he does that's like, wait, what happened here? What happened here? Why is this person bad? Why is this person come after him? What's going on here? Like, if you missed it, because she missed about a good 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, wow. And with missing Ooh. that, with, with missing that, you do miss a lot. Right. Uh, all, and to me, uh, I was on the edge of my sheet, so that's not the bad thing. The bad thing to me was the end of the movie kind of just ended. Oh, okay. And I wasn't a big fan of it just ending like that. Mm-hmm. I Because me, me personally, I'm like a fleshed out storyteller. Like, I need a beginning, a middle, and I need act one, act two, act three. Right, right. And uh, it, it, it kind of, you know, it kind of just blatantly ended. And I was just like, I don't know, uh, you know, how to feel about it, basically. I, I wanted more. I wanted more answers. Like I said, I'm not going to, you know, give spoilers or stuff like that. Right. But I, like, I just, I, I wanted more. I, I've been taking this journey through this whole movie. And it's just like, damn, that that is it's, 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 it's ended. Right, right. Not like that. So, uh, but I, I, I will say, am I mad that it didn't get nominated for Best Picture? No, not really. Mm-hmm. But I do think Absent deserves a credit. Right. But it's not something that, because I wait for my wife to come back. She, just, she, just, she did just step away. It's, I don't want to say overrated. I don't want to say mm-hmm. overrated. But I do want to say the hype was too much for it. I think it the hype was way too much for it. Okay. I mean, it's like Adam. I never said Adam Sandler was a bad actor. Right. Adam right. Sandler does dumb movies. Right. And like I said, there's a, a handful of movies that I can that I can grab and I'd be like, you know what? I like those Adam Sandler movies. Or some may be guilty pleasures, but right. the guy is a decent actor. I don't have a problem with that. So. Seeing him in this movie, I'm like, okay. If y'all, I've seen Adam Sandler do better in other movies, like such as I thought Rain Over Me was a better movie for Adam Sandler. Mm. And okay. I thought, I th- now I don't know if y'all seen Rain Over Me before, I but not. that's the movie where it's him and Don Cheeto and he lost all his family in 9 11. Oh, yeah, I, I remember you telling me about that. I remember that. Yeah. I thought that movie, Adam Sandler showed more of the range where he is an actor mm-hmm. than he did necessarily in Uncut Gems. Like I said, he was good. It was a role that wasn't with him. But I, I, I still, it wasn't like, my wife explained it the best yesterday. She said, it's not like Adam Sandler stole that role. I can't see nobody else playing that. Right. I can see a hundred other Jewish or white or even Italian people playing that role. He was called. He did it, and I'm like, okay, you you did good, but it wasn't like to the to the point where he shut down the role. He owned that role to the point like it's like Joaquin Phoenix is that Joker, right? I don't want to see nobody else touch it than Joaquin Phoenix, right? You know, say because Jared Little tried it, he didn't do it, but when Joaquin Phoenix took it over, that's how you make the role your own. It's kind of like when he first took over. the took over that Joker. That's right. his Joker. I don't want to see nobody else touch that. When it comes to this role right here, it's not a it, it's not a thing where it's going to be taken over. Okay. And I, I was a little bit disappointed that I felt as though that all the media and all the things that were surrounding 
that it uh I didn't get that same sensation. Gotcha. And also th- stuff like this also bothers me because this this bothers me about Scarface, which all my people love for some reason. Uh I don't like when people worship reckless people. Mm-hmm. And Howard in this movie is hella reckless. Yeah, he sounds like it. <laughs> he hella reckless. And it's like what people talk about uh, when everybody talks about Scarface, Tony, my dad, that's my that's my dude. I'm like, why? He's hella reckless. Why are you looking up to inspire to be there? Mm-hmm. And in, in this movie, it's just like, bruh, you keep talking about how you want to get yourself out the hole. Urban, exactly. Urban, you. It's like you want to keep, you want to keep getting yourself out the hole, but you purposely. You aren't changing. Put put, put what you think. Cause you know, now I, I, I'm trying to give you a slight spoil so I can try to illustrate my story a little better. Right. Yeah. There's a scene when Kevin Garnett comes into the jewelry store. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he has the opal. The opal is not to be for sale; it's for auction. Right. But he shows Kevin Garnett the opal, knowing Kevin Garnett is going to be entranced by this opal. He says, but I can't sell it to you. But he says, but look, can you let me borrow it so I can you know, play good on this game because it's something about this thing that I need. Right. So he acts like he doesn't want him to borrow it, but he does. He says, but I need, uh, um, you know, kind of like a trade-off. So Kevin Garnett gives him his Celtics ring. Right. Okay, so he's acting like, yo, okay, be, be here after the game tomorrow so I can get my Opal back. But as soon as KG leaves, he goes and sells KG's ring. Oh, wow. And it's like he goes to KG's ring and has to get it back by Friday. But he's like, but once I get this back and I get this payback, I'll come back. Get the-. It's like, whoa. You weren't, you weren't whoa. playing. <laughs> Not bro, being smart. You, 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 what in the hell are you doing? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, as soon as, and then when he gets the money mm-hmm. from KG's ring, the, the guys that are looking for him is is outside outside the pawn store looking at him. He texts them a picture of the money he just got from the ring, sends it to them because he don't know that, that they're behind him, and he takes that money to go gamble it. Oh, Reckless. <laughs> I'm like, now, now that's a small spoiler. But I'm like, you are hella reckless. Yep. You are Hello, reckless, and I and that, and, but see, that's the thing. That's how it goes throughout the whole movie. And then every time you see the people he owes, and it is, it, and you see the more things he, he comes to, it builds tension. Mm-hmm. And that that same movie, it builds so much tension after so much tension after so much tension after so much tension. You're like, whoa, when can we, the audience, get a break? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because. Uh, Every day you're looking over your shoulder. Every day there's something that you're trying to avoid. And every day you're making a false deal to the point where, after a while, I it's costing. don't feel sorry for you. I don't, yeah, I don't feel bad for her. I didn't feel bad for him. By the end of the movie, I was like, well, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, after a while, it's just like you, you, you don't feel bad for him because, you know, it's affecting his family, affecting his kids, it's affecting his... uh you know, because he, he got a wife and kids, which he's cheating on with somebody else. Oh, dang. Yeah, so and then he, he got a whole other apartment and everything if it was, if, for this thing. So it's he's like, just doing the most. 
he, he he's very doing much. I see moves, you know, with Gam stuff like that in there. But I'm like, but this was not a thing where it's like, yo, this like it wasn't actually like, yo, we need to get this man help. It's just like by the time we was part of this movie, everybody was just done with this guy, right? Done with him, and I'm just like, you, man, like to the point where I was like, I'm not really feeling Bill for. I'm not. I'm not feeling no sympathy for this character. Right. It was. It, it was even when he tried to get the opal bag, and they go to KG's practice and everything, and the Keith Stanfield's like leading him on a wild goose chase and everything. Right. It's like in this difference, it was like, man, this man truly has an addiction that he just cannot shake. Right. And he needs help. They. They. It, it wasn't illustrated. It was more of a, we about to go on this wild roller coaster ride. And uh, we're gonna show you. We're we gonna show you what, what this what this heavy gambling uh, can get you. Mm-hmm. So, overall, how I rate the movie, I I will you know especially after sleeping on everything, I'm gonna give it a B. Okay. I'm not gonna give it a damn near perfect. I'm not gonna give it, but you know I'm gonna give it a low B. Okay. Uh, for for that because one, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, I thought those performances were good. Mm-hmm. It did have me on the edge of my seat a couple times. Like I said, there, there wasn't really no breaks in there. Right. It was great to see Adam Sandler out of his comfort zone. And, uh, but once again, with, with, the, with the pacing of it just going like 0 to 100 and really no breaks. And with it more being the Tony Montana reckless guy, which I don't like reckless people and the way it just ended. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it borderlines that be. Hashtag give it a chance for me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, and once again, I, I do think the hype of him playing this part is trans. It kind of flowed over to the movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. But like I said, but now look at it for myself, which we are all guilty of. Sometimes we, we, we see our movies that, that are not in the Academy and we ready to curse out the Academy of why they didn't think this movie was like that. I'm like, well, I ain't see it yet. Right, and I see it. I'm like, I can see why this is was a nominee for the best picture. I was just about to say, I was like, if I could give it a a, a low B, like a seventy nine, eighty, cool, with the caveat that this movie was not what y'all thought it was. It's not a it's not a movie where oh my god, I can't believe this didn't get best picture. Oh my god, I can't believe Adam Sandler wasn't nominated for an Academy Award. Could he have been nominated for some for things? Yes. Could he have won? Yes, because this is still out of his wheelhouse. But it was not... This movie was not um, Oscar level. Okay. Sorry. Like, I I told him, I thought him and Rain Over Me was a better kind of range of acting performance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen Rain Over Me. No. Well, which and, one was that? Is that and, the one with Don Cheeto? Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I might have seen it with you. Yeah, I, I thought that was a better... Uh, thing of more of a range of his acting than this one was, uh-huh. and I, I use what you said, saying that uh, he didn't he didn't own the role to the point where I can't see nobody else playing this role. Yes, when I when we finished watching it yesterday, the first thing I thought was like anybody could have played that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, we could have had. I'm not gonna say anybody could have played it, but this honestly just seemed like a more magnified version of an Adam Sandler caricature. Like, somebody that he would play as a joke. Right. He Instead of it being a joke, it's really a serious role. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, I was like, I, I'm so I wanted to like it more than I did. Okay. Like, you, you, 
you ever been watching something where you're like, I want to like this. Right, yep. Or listening to something like, I really want to like this. You know. But it's not doing it for me. Would you compare his role to, like, Eddie Murphy's in Dolomite? No. Because Eddie Murphy was doing, it's like, when you see these roles, you see, like, you know, Eddie Murphy is was doing Eddie Murphy shit in Dolomite. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can see that's Eddie Murphy. But he's and, still a different character, though, I feel uh, like. Adam Sandler, in this one, I was like, there's some stuff that he's a toned down Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, but, or uh, turned up Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah, I'm saying, oh, yeah, it, it, it depends on what you're talking about. I'm like, but I still see Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just. Mm, it just were surprised like, to see him doing this rather than what he usually does. And I think that's it. I think people got caught up in the whirlwind of that, that it was a more serious role. It's something you don't typically see from Adam Sandler. So people were so caught up in, like, enamored by that. I feel like they overlooked the fact that it was just okay. Right. I mean, and. But, and it's like maybe a little bit above just okay, but but like I said, is anybody they say that they must not see Rand. Like I said, he has moves where he showed that he can act. Mm-hmm. But the majority of his things, what do you know him for? You know him for shit like Grown Ups and mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore and stuff like that. You don't know him for mm-hmm. his dramatic roles. Yeah. And honestly, as of late, you don't know him for being in movies that you give a shit to see. Right. Adam Sandler got. So, so he, he goes on every movie that I need him to branch away from. He's, well, I'm not telling him to branch away from being Jewish, but every one of his movies, he's heavy in the Jewish stuff. That's, that's, his, that's his culture, that's his religion. Not mad that he always plays some kind of basketball, uh-huh. always in the basketball some kind of way. Yeah, uh-huh. always has a hot wife. That's from not his culture at all. Uh-huh. Whether it be a hot Hispanic or hot, it's hot, so got a hot hot wife, and then I was like, yeah. Dana Menzel was supposed to be Jewish. She she was supposed to be. You didn't see him at the table. You know what? She was there. Yes. She was. She was still hot. He said that was his. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this is mom's bot. This is her bot mitzvah dress. She still fits it. She still fits it. It was a whole thing. So yeah, she's Jewish. Gotcha. But I mean, I feel like it's kind of like with us how people are like, bro. I don't always want to be a thug or a whatever you mm. correlate with black culture. Yeah. I don't want to always be a caricature of that. I mean, right. I guess that's what... And some people get comfortable in that role, and I think that's where he's most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I again, I, that's not my culture. I don't know. But somebody could be offended by that portrayal. Who knows? Just like some of us are offended by some of the portrayals we see in movies where we're like, this is a lot. This he, is he a lot. Is but just like, I'm, we, are, we are really are black. And this part, the person who's playing these things really are black, but it's like, I don't really need to see you as, like, thug number 10 turned up to the max. Don't nobody act like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, I don't know how well that correlates with that. Mm-hmm. There might be people who really act like that. And there might be really people who act like thug number 10, but that's not that's not a normal portrayal mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. So, I mean, I get it. I just... I wanted it to be better than it was, and I don't know how much of that is on his shoulders and how much of that is on the director's shoulders. Mm-hmm. I was not really a big fan of how the movie was shot. There were some things about it I was just like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> no, 
not a fan. So it might be more on their shoulders than his. There's a lot of fucks in this movie. Yeah, lot, lot, lots of lots of f bombs. Lot lots of f bombs. Of F-bombs. Like to to the point they were fussing at each other so much. I was like, does anybody have any sense to be like this? Shh. Let's just <laughs> talk about it. His brother-in-law did. He the only quiet. Swag and, yeah. and flow. There is a they just yelling at each other. I was like, like y'all literally like, like there's this one scene when they couldn't get the door open in the jewelry store. Right. And they fussing through the glass back and forth. <laughs> I'm like, let me fix the door. You come <laughs> in and which they are fussing back and forth. He tried to answer. The, it, it was so chaotic. I was like, oh my God, all this talk is giving me a headache. Yep. <laughs> but I know yeah. it is placed in New York and that's pretty realistic in New York. Oh yeah, it's, it's placed in New York and they travel to Philly then they travel uh, oh yeah, back to New York. So yeah, so yeah. But uh, Lady Sketch, what did you give it for a reading? I I'll give it a I'll give it a low B. Okay. Lowest B possible. Maybe like a, a C plus B minus kind of borderline okay I feel like that should be the B rating borderline <laughs> okay that I can deal with that I can't go ahead. you know that's, that's mm. not that, okay that's not cool enough borderline doesn't sound good no cause borderline don't sound like a borderline B borderline doesn't sound okay. like a B unless it's like a low B okay like a regular B wouldn't be borderline I guess okay we'll figure this out one day we'll um <laughs> I'm gonna let Flo the Rookie go now with his movie uh, for the movie experience. What did you see? All right. I watched The Punisher. No, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> now... About to gear up. <sighs> no, I watched uh, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Which is pretty much uh, The Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Oh, uh, boy. Let me tell you. That's the movie. Pretty good movie. Um, <laughs> I have fun watching this movie, man. So, uh, we start out getting lit with uh, whatever the cute girl from James Bond, her name, uh, uh, Shaw's sister. We see her, and uh, the girl, yeah, she from not James Bond, uh, Mission uh, Impossible. Mission Impossible. I know you're talking about now. Yeah. We see her and Black Superman. Well, not right now. Mister Idris come up. I'm like, okay, we we just jumping right to it. Cool. Then, uh, I'm not going to. I'm not doing the scene by scene. Y'all already did that. Um, but I I, I love it. Y'all I mean y'all know me. I love action films, so they gave me plenty of that. Mm-hmm. The comedy was hilarious, even though I listened to y'all just. Dis- Talk about the spoiler talk of the movie. That airplane scene still had me cranking up. That airplane scene was funny. They go to the air. <laughs> that airplane we scene. We got nothing but air and opportunity. They go to the air. <laughs> oh my god, that is the rock. They uh they did have they did miss the opportunity. I don't, I don't remember if y'all mentioned it. But like, why didn't he just say shove it up your candy ass? Why you didn't know- he just say it? I don't know, cause I was like, "Where, where we? This is that was Aaron's opportunity right there." He right. walked this, yeah, right. He walked us to it. 
take that chair, shove it sideways, and shove it. I'm like, candy ass down your throat. Ah. Yeah, that's what he said, down your throat. I'm like, ah, come on, I'm man. You're walking there. Somewhere. Yeah, probably. He gave us the rock's eyebrow and all that ear, right? Um, The cameos, Ryan Reynolds. What are you? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm watching it. I'm like, that sounds like Ryan Reynolds. Oh, my God, it's Ryan Reynolds. Like, it was Deadpool. Why? why? <laughs> it was Deadpool. <laughs> He's in there. Kevin Hart. Uh uh yeah, man, you guys need a third? God know I do a good I'm I'm a third I'm a good third. I'm a good third. I'm like this dude gotta go. Um overall, overall I like the movie. Roman Reigns ain't talk. That was great. Um <laughs> <laughs> The woman no uh his brother though. I like I like uh, the Rock's brother in that uh, though. Jonah. Jonah. I'm sitting, yeah, Jonah. I like him. I'm saying like, man, uh He's uh, talking. You're big ass down. <laughs> he was. Them Samoan, them Samoan brothers, man. They there's two things they know is long hair and and fight. Like, <laughs> so how'd you like the Samoan niggas over? I ain't gonna hold. I ain't gonna hold you. Y'all, y'all kind of y'all oversold that to me. I legit was expecting like Ow! like uh yeah we. I don't remember us overselling it. We we kind of just said what it was. <laughs> A, a Samoan. It, when you, when I heard Mister A and E say a Samoan Megazord, I'm thinking like I'm not expecting Power Rangers, but I'm expecting them to come out with something that's like, did they just make a Megazord? All they did was combine three cars together. It's not that. Three? It's come, not that. Come on, that, that, three? That, that was about seven. It's, it was one for each day of the week. Right, they, yeah, <laughs> all right, they, they made a. If anything, they just made a locomotive. Like. They made a no. chain line. <laughs> when he said when he said Megazord, I was expecting at least like a monster truck with like a no. dragon head oh blowing fire. No, 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 no. Oh my god, it's Fast and Furious. Why are we? Why are we? No, 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 no. I'm oh my god, but you said oversold. First of all, ain't no vehicles to come together like that unless they're driven by the Power Rangers. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> it's Fast. Nobody's doing that. Really... Nobody's doing that. We talking about the same movie where a grown man redirected a rocket in church shoot. Are y'all for real? Same series. I had a problem with that too. <laughs> I enjoyed no, every Iron Man, bit. The Iron Man thing too. His arm should have been ripped off and my fiance down there gassing it because it's the rock and he's so hunky. I'm like, his arm should be but it's the rock. I'm like, it's the rock. It's not Captain it, America. His arm should have been blown too. off. His arm should have been blown off when he grabbed the dude on the oh, motorcycle. Oh, yeah, he grabbed the dude with the, on the motorcycle, yeah. But this man, this man, hold on, this is what he did. This man grabbed the chain, held held on while the car was doing that mean swerve. Didn't even wrap his hand around it, neither. Nope. <laughs> Didn't even wrap his hand around it. Places it back into the to the to the mechanism and started cranking it back up. I'm like, that is that that is just all oh, this boy. was. I mean, oh boy. Well, but you you you, uh, you remember the part where he was sliding down on the rope, bare hands? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> like he ain't even had no gloves on. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Um, the uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, I like I like him and uh, Jason Statham. Like like their funny moments were legit funny moments. It didn't feel I don't know. It didn't feel forced to me. It mm-hmm. felt natural just because this is like they're two different elements, but it's it's, it's funny. Right, it's funny. It's hilarious. Uh, when they were arguing, when they were arguing, he was like, "Look, this is what I'm gonna do. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my foot up his ass and I'm gonna hit him with this chair. And Jason, he was like, "What you going to do?" He's like, well, "I'm gonna drop kick this guy." No, 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 no. That's that's my guy. Go drop kick another guy. I'm, I'm like, "Yo, are y'all for real?" Like, I ain't see no drop kicks get thrown though. You lie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, uh, the final fight. Now, uh, there was a when they had that first fight scene. I think Swag, you were telling me like you thought that was the final fight. I say it felt like a final, like a last like a fight of a movie it for the scale like the of it. I meant for like the scale of what it was. It was like that was a pretty big middle fight. It didn't, yeah. I mean, it didn't feel like a final fight to me just because, like, I don't know. It was it, it just didn't meet on vibes. Like, nah, they about to get their ass kicked. Mm. But I mean, technically, Idris was whipping their ass in, in the second fight too. So they started doing the Goku Vegeta. I mean, Goku Freezer thing, but. uh... <laughs> Um, I, I'm here for the, I'm here for the sequel. Um, apparently Swag didn't know that there were like three end credit scenes in this thing. There were like three post credit scenes. Yeah, we only uh, saw one in the theater. I didn't even know there was more than one. And they were hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan Reynolds stabbing a brick. Stabbing at somebody with a brick. <laughs> yeah, that was, was a good done. joke. I was done. I was done. He put a brick in somebody. It was hilarious. <laughs> the other cutscenes. Now, I, I mean, I wasn't expecting Marvel type of cutscenes though, but they were they were funny. They right. were funny. Um, I like this movie, man. I'm giving it a, a damn near perfect. All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, we are pretty good on time. You said yeah, one more, Mister Amy. I just checked out the Predator. Has anybody seen that yet? No. Pre- the pre- that's the, the newest one, right? The newest one? Okay. In 2018. Gotcha. It's, oh, I seen the highlights. I, I know it. And I'm like, well. It's the one with, well, like, the very large predator, right? Exactly. Like, we, we going against yeah. Mama Predator. Like, and, uh. Predator and Brock Predator. This, this, <laughs> movie, this movie was so asinine. <laughs> and, and I'm like. How did we fall so far from the original Predator? Because the fr- original Predator, I love the original Predator. Uh-huh. Uh, Predator 2, it can, it can go somewhere. Right. Predators, I was like, it's trying, but it's not really. This fourth one, though, I was just like, when I see Keegan-Michael Key is in the main cast, I'm like... That's my movie. That's that. That's the predator right there. Because there's no way I'm taking this seriously. <laughs> there's no way I'm taking this thing seriously. Uh, if I had to give it like a good, the the good would be, I thought that some of the action was cool. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly like the CGI in the movie because I can tell when it's CGI. Ah, uh, it's one of those. And the old predator didn't have it. You know, right. say. Now the new Predator had, I'm just like, I get it. Y'all had to make the big Predator CGI, but I'm like, I can see the CGI moments. Right. And it's, it, it doesn't make it cool. The, 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 to me, I'm old school. What made the Predator cool was how freaking intimidating he looked in person. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, then, uh, and this one, now the, the, the thing got dogs. Uh, 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 what's his name that played... Uh, in Jabu from Black Panther. 
Uh, job. Uh, uh, Winston Duke. Curling State Brown. Oh, no. Uh, Sterling yeah, K. Brown. Yeah, yeah, Sterling yeah. K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. The eyes that there. don't blink. Yeah, he's in there, and he he plays he plays a bad guy. Oh, and, he plays a villain. Uh, he play, yeah, he plays a villain there. Then him and the lead guy was like, after this is done, we we gonna go dance. He's like, I got I got my shoes picked out. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> this is the movie. Uh, I, I'm talking about the Predator with with, with Keegan Michael Key. See that that your face? That's the movie. So and I'm <laughs> and, and I'm like, so that this boy gets the shipment of this high tech predator mask and gear, and he put this shit on for Halloween. Like you can tell by the weight of this thing uh-huh. that you probably shouldn't be dealing with this. Like your dad's in the military, it's probably his. Right. So he, you know, and then then when the alien. It, uh, gets tracked and he wants this boy to create the next stage of evolution between man and predator. I'm like, what? what? Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, war of the monsters. Yeah, and since that, since since the boy had his predator gear on, my by, by the way, as Kifo says, it's the big predator. So the uh, boy had the big predator gear. Like him walking out with this enormously large predator mask on his little head. Like, bro, you had to have neck spasm. <laughs> but. But, but they didn't show that. Uh, and after he actually kills this guy and, and, and tracks the predator down to the earth, he, find, he he meets up with his dad, and then now his dad and the rest of his elite soldiers, mm-hmm. which is including Keegan Michael Key. Like, are you serious? Okay. And, and this guy who has Tourette's. I'm like, what are y'all y'all trying to make me laugh, aren't y'all? Uh, they they have to go stop this predator, but then of course. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, I want the ship. I want to see in the ship. Sterling I'm K. Like, Brown yes, Sterling K. Brown is in this. Oh, baby. The eyes that and, don't blink. And I, I, I have to say, it's just not a good Predator movie, which translates to not, a not good Predator movie. And then there's a post-credit scene, or a mid-credit scene, or whatever you want to call it, that's illustrated that they're going to make another one of these things. Wow. Because they got something about the Predator ship, and it's codenamed the Predator Killer, and it's literally this armband that turns into a Predator killing suit. And then the lead actor says, "I think I just found my next suit," and I'm like, "Well, here we go again." Well, why would it be in his ship? Okay. I don't know. It's called the Predator. I don't know. This is this is we are from the days of Get to the Chopper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're 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 way past beyond the, the, they got dogs now with dreads. <laughs> they got they got alien dogs that that he, he has to use to hunt because he don't have his equipment because little boy has it that have locks. And if you if that sounds weird because it looks weird. Oh God. Keegan Michael Key's jokes just don't land for a predator film. Listen, Keegan Michael Key's jokes don't usually land without appeal. Yep. So, so, I do it. Appeal with appeal. Get it? I got it. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go for that, but I'll take it. Uh huh. And, and everything he was in, in the jobs is like, maybe Swag will laugh at this. Okay. <laughs> Most but likely. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but you know, I'm like, uh, maybe I, 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 I don't think he would. It's it, it to me it, it it was pointless. I was like, y'all trying to give a modern day predator, y'all trying to give him some comedy. Like the guy with the terrestrial they had to be quiet. He's all, eh, 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 eh. I'm like, yeah, come on, get rid of him. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? Come, come. I'm he in the military? Yes. I don't think that he would be in the military. And this is no mm. I don't I don't want it to you know feel then, like I'm coming down on people who have. Yeah, I got you. And, that's not okay. And then his friend who is the chain smoking black guy who oh, is just on the thrill of death. I'm just like, bruh, you just want to die? <laughs> I want to do it for the cause. He's just like, man, the world's coming to an end. But we got to do something. We got to do something to stop it. And I'm like, okay. And then there's a part where he sacrifices himself uh, to take down Predator's ship. And he's just like, he can't, because the Predator put the f- force field up around the ship. And he's stuck on top of it. He's just like, ha I got an idea. And he, go, he takes his happy ass and jumps into the motor. And I'm just oh, like, oh, wow. Well, I'm like you had a chance, but I guess I guess you you so happy to stop this right. shit. There's no point now. <laughs> it, it it really is no point. I was like, so yes, this is a catch at a barbershop did for you, me. Did you buy this or did you rent? This? I watched on HBO last night. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, okay. I'm I didn't buy any predator after the first one. <laughs> okay, that's, and that's then, coming from a collector. So and then for a gift. I got the Predator package that came with the first one, second one, and the third one. I'm just like, I only watched the first one. <laughs> I already see the second one. I don't need to see Danny Glover fighting Predators. Like, it makes no sense to me. And the third one, <laughs> and, and the third one, I'm just like, no, it's just, it's just more gory. I'm like, more gory doesn't make a good Predator movie. But, you know, mm-hmm. once again. Gore, people think, just makes good, good anything. I don't mm-hmm. get it. And I like you know, horror and gory stuff, but this is sometimes it just be too much. Predator right. is a thriller. Predator is it was it, it's the name. It is a predator. Mm. You know, you, you know what? You know what? Predator really fucked up mm. when him and Sonia teamed up in AVP. That's what Predator. Uh, was. Wow, I forgot all about that. Movie. When him and Sonia teamed up. Like you know, said back to back and taking on air. Like, that's when Predator fucked up. That's when Predator became soft. <laughs> So he was actually talking to Predator. Yes. Yeah. Y'all remember? Yeah. In the, in the oh, AVP. I, I feel like I blocked it out. You know, the brain blocks out trauma. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think they messed up when they fused it with Alien. Yeah. And then see, and in this in this movie, the Predator, I'm like, yo, all y'all would have been dead by now, but this, but this, they got soft. <laughs> I'm gonna try to stop slapping the on the front of stuff and making it sequels. Don't do that, okay? Right. Or you, get, you know, it's always it's always the fourth one. It's, <laughs> well, the, 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 the Fast and the Furious was the first one. Fast and Furious was the fourth one. <laughs> okay, look, but, but see, the fourth one they always do something stupid to, to try. Look, what was the fourth final destination called? Was that the oh. final destination? That was the final destination. Well, isn't that the last one? No, no, final destination five. five. Oh, okay. That exactly. didn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 it did. So then when they had Doug Fast and Furious, he was like, no, that Doug got to go. Fast and Furious. I hate it. That's the fourth one. This Predator, the fourth one is called Sub Predator. My mom was like, did they already make the Predator? I'm like, no, mom. The first one's just called Predator. Predator. But no, it's now it's Fun. Fun The Predator. And just wait for The Nerd Coalition brings our YouTube channel out. We're going to have coming very soon. <laughs> Uh, I'm just waiting for the Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they ain't yet. The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
Alright. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, due to time, I'm going to keep this podcast uh, at an hour and a half. I'm just going to review one of my uh, three that I have, but we, we got... We, we're probably going to be in the house for the next couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah. I'll yeah. save those for next time. But I'm going to review Dave, which is the Lil Dicky show. Um, if you do not know Lil Dicky... Oh, what was that? I just said, hi, I'm Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, this show is hilarious now uh, if you don't know Lil Dicky Lil Dicky is a rapper coming from Sheltenham uh, close to our hometown PA Um, I used to live here (laughs) and he's just a rapper that's he's a a white rapper that's trying to go a different route with rap and more of a comedy aspect to it instead of the hard gangster rap that usually is portrayed in rap Um, what was that what was that he white, he black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he 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 telling us what biracial the definition of biracial is uh, seventeen times. You know, just, I'm like, yeah, take your time, man, take your time. People keep just on saying like, whatever he can. I'm like, like, hey, Anthony, isn't uh, Logic your favorite white rapper? I'm like, how many times we gotta go over this? For yes, y'all to understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at this point, he I'm he has like, been slowly transforming. Yeah, he, yeah. Ho- hopefully, with this. I put them glasses on, bro. That's my safest card. Dead ass. That's what happens. I just, he didn't look like this. He like a grungy kid. Now. Yeah, he did. No, he, he, they call him uh, Sid from the Sandlot. That's what he looked like. No, is it Sid or is it Skip? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Little Dicky is a, um, he's pretty much this story is about how he's trying to get into the rag game. The show starts off with, um, him trying to get into this studio session. He walks into the booth and YG is in there. His uh, best friend, well, one of his best friends, uh, also a producer in the show, which is played by Taco from Odd Future. Uh, I'm not sure if you know them, Nina. And yes, Nina, I do. Odd Future, game. yeah. So Taco, Taco, that's his nickname. Tyler, the creators people. Yeah, okay. his nickname is Taco. Um, his real name is Travis Bennett. In the show, well, they call him the show. They call him Ellis. So he um, he was in the studio. He said, "Yo, you can't just be busting in like that. Uh, YG's in here." He's like, "Yo, can I get a song with him?" He's like, "I don't think that's gonna work, man. Yeah, I don't, like you you got to get out of here." So he leaves the room and he sits in the lobby and he meets um, this guy named Gata, which is G A T A. I forget what it stands for. Get into like he says, like I forgot what it stands for. But it's an acronym for him. So he meets Gata, who's apparently like... He's almost like Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems. Except he's a little bit more successful at it. <laughs> he's yeah. like, yo, man, I know. He's like, come on, man. He's like, yo, man, you, you want to give a YG? Look, I know his manager. We could get that. Like, I, I got you, man. I got you. He's like, all right, I'll give it a chance. What I got to do? So he gives him the number to message uh, YG's manager about... um for Lil Dicky to get on the song with him so people could take him more seriously with his raps. Jesus. So, <laughs> he gets the number, he texts the manager, the manager says, yo, I'm down for a song, come to the studio Friday, however, you have to pay us $10,000 to do it. Oh. So, he, he gets all his bar mitzvah money just to pay them, just so he could get into the studio with YG. YG is looking at him like, yo, this guy is not for real. Like, th- this, this can't be for real. So he's sitting there like, look, man, come on. Let me just like, 
if, if you give me a chance to go in the booth, I could prove you right. He was like, no, nah, I'm not even going to try to give you a chance. So he ended up putting them on his Instagram live posts and say, come on, just spit a freestyle. Little Dicky spits a freestyle and it just blows up all over the internet. He goes viral and stuff. After that, YG just completely leaves the studio. Dave is like, yo, you, you're supposed to do a song. We didn't get anything done today. He's like, yeah, I got to go. I got a tour in Europe. I'll be back in a few weeks. He was like, I gave you all my money. I don't have any, like, I need this so I can put it out. He said, look, I got you when I come back, but good luck with whatever you got to do. So this is him trying to get back, like, into the fold. He gets a new manager, which is his roommate, Mike. He, um, of course, he has problems with his girlfriend, uh, Allie, which is a hilarious, um, hilarious, uh, I can't even say the word, uh, chemistry between them two. I absolutely love it. Now, one star out, one like big star in the show, of course, Dave, because he feels like a real actor, but he's only portraying himself. But you can feel that. And Gata, which is actually his hype man. But the chemistry between them both, you could tell they've known each other for years, like for like for the longest. And it was actually an emotional episode with um, Gata because he has a bipolar disorder and they were going deep into his mental health and the history of him. Where it really like like he was like crying on the episode. It was really like emotional at one point, and that's where I got to give it to because that that's the main highlight of the series. It gets emotional out of nowhere. The first like three episodes are just filled with comedy, and then we the last two recent episodes. I'm not sure about today's episode, uh, the day of recording, but the last two episodes were really emotional. One was about uh, his partner Gata and his mental health, and the recent. The latest episode was about Lil Dicky and his old friends and pretty much killing his old self to become who he is today. So the writing was pretty deep. And to have that and mix it with a comedy flair, it's I thought it was genius. I think it's absolutely genius. The show is extremely entertaining to watch. I wish it was an hour long. That's the only gripe I have about it. It's only 30 minutes long and there's six episodes at the moment. But uh, each episode goes super quick, and I I personally wish it was longer. Um, and another episode, um, I want to touch on this real quick because I thought it was hilarious. He got um, he was at his girlfriend's um, event. Apparently, she's a high school, so she's a high school, uh, not high school, elementary school teacher, and they have like a little kids event for kids going around. Now, one of the kids passed away, and oh. their parent is at the uh, event. And they see Lil Dicky there. They was like, hey, our son was huge, a huge fan of you. If you don't mind, can you do a concert for us for his funeral? And Lil Dicky's uncomfortable. He's like... What in the my- Joe Exotic? No. <laughs> he was like... He was like... I, he was like, as my first gig, I don't think I should do a funeral. This ain't right. But let me make a song to make a tribute for him. And everyone was telling him what to do. He was like, yo, you got to make this emotional. It's like, no, you got to make this um, funny. You got to portray who you are as a rapper to these people. Because these are the chances are this is the first chance people this is the first time people are going to hear you. So if you want to be a comedy rapper, get that out on this on this song, but also be emotional with it. He was like conflicted the whole episode. He finally got the song. He's at the event. He set up his whole stage. He has like a tribute to John, like his name in the background. He has everything ready, sound check and all that. 
So he's walking up, getting ready on stage because he's feeling like the pressure because before he was about to get on stage, he met the little boy's mom and she's crying. She's like, look, I, he will be so happy for this moment, for the chance to even get to meet you, let alone perform in his presence or perform in his honor. And so he's like, look, I, all right, I, I'll go, I'll go. So he's walking on stage. As you know, he hears everyone screaming and hugging each other. Turns out Macklemore is behind him. What? Macklemore walks up with his uh with the kid's mom just holding him. And then the dad walks to the little dick. He was like, Hey man, look, uh Macklemore's here. You come on, come on, Macklemore's here. Like you gotta give it and we didn't know if the set was gonna be as long as this could be. Like, Macklemore, how much time you got? Macklemore, he was like, Look, this is a tribute to your son. You have me for as long as possible. I don't care how long it's gonna be. He's like, Yeah, we kinda set this up on the time limit, so we probably don't have space for you. And come on, it's Macklemore. So he what? could did he call all the white rappers. <laughs> well, the, uh, early in the episode, people were confusing him for Macklemore. That was also, awesome... okay. yeah, right. because he's white. That's the only reason. Yeah, that, that's, yes, that's, that's the only. So and it was just showing his upset. Like this is my own. This is my big chance, and it got stolen from a bigger artist. So. It kind of, it kind of gets the feel of a low artist trying to make it, but it also puts it in this perspective because his friend Gata is a rapper as well, and he's an urban rapper where he's like, look, he was telling Dickie at one point, he was like, yo, man, you were given everything. I wasn't. You have a better chance than me at this. So it brings a lot of elements into it, into a 30 minute like episode. Really, it's, it's very deep. With Phil and comedy in it, so the writing is genius. I I can't like express it enough how great this show is. I can't wait to watch more. I hope there's a season two. Um, I think there's only going to be nine episodes coming out. So, but yeah, this show is a complete nerdgasm for me. Huh. And it's on Hulu at the moment. If you do want to check it out, I, I have. It's on Hulu. Yes. Okay. I, I absolutely have fun watching it. And as a little Dicky fan, I was I wasn't expecting like. This is going to be the best show ever, but you know, having this come out, I was like, I was very impressed by it. So yeah, that's that's my review of that. And it looks like we're just about to hit the timer for the uh, hour and a half we are we have for today. But make sure you join us for no bracket. What was that? No bracket. Unfortunately, not this week. Unfortunately, not this week. However, next week we're going to have a much deeper uh, discussion topic. We're going to be talking about uh, toxic fan base. I know uh, Miss A&E has some with the uh, WWE, if you know about that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you stumbled back into the... So we're going to be talking about that. I know there's some in the My Hero community now that I, 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 wanted, to talk, I wanted to bring up, but uh, I wanted to be more fleshed out with this. Uh, but this was just all a movie review because... Ain't nothing else to do but watch movies in this time and to be safe. So make sure you guys wash your hands and all that. Make sure you stay safe. Make sure you stay inside. And if you guys want to check out these movies, let us know what you think. Of, what, what What's your review for these movies? Make sure you put that in the comment section. Eugene Cowell already told me if I open the door, I'm going to die. So that, that's what Khaled said? That's the key. That's the key. He's like, stay in the house, stay alive. I'm like, all right. I don't know if I, I want advice from him. But <laughs> I don't know, he he wasn't even home when he said it. 
<laughs> he's on a he's on a ski boat. He's on a yacht. <laughs> Stay at home. Hey. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, look, Mr. A and E, Mr. A and E is in positive spirits. His his dad, Tom Hanks, is Rona free. Oh, he's Rona free. He texted you. And back yeah. home. He texted you. What did he say? What did he say when he when he called? I know he no. He probably Facetime you. What did he say to you? Well, as he was Rick first strutting to his house, <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, just letting me know that uh, him and Rita is uh they they free of it. He just encouraged me to uh you know put my gloves on when I go out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you know practice social distancing, which a lot of my people don't do. But he didn't want to say that though. But I'm like, I'll say it for you because yeah. you know Chad would say it though. Is, he probably the ones that are doing it with him. He he had that same rib line that them sixty four other black people was in. Right. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> so yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, six feet apart, guys. Six feet. Gotta keep oh, that distance. Bruh. I I swear they don't know what that means. Dog, they no. yo they they think they think three feet is six feet. I'm like, bro, this three. Is, I'm like, why why are you kissing me with your shopping cart, sir? There is no. <laughs> Just because you got a mask of gloves on don't mean you got to walk closer to me so I can hear what you're saying. I don't care what you got to say. Right, right. Also, please. Hey, but let's, let's toss one up for uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, yes. I, you know, he's still struggling. I, I did not hear about that. What happened? He had he pneumonia with his lungs. They think he got the, he got it. Oh, Jazzy. No, not him. You know, he's older, so. Uh, Uncle Phil threw him out one too many times, man. Yeah, see, that, that's the definition of staying home. Stay inside, y'all. Come on. Stay inside. But f- thank you for joining us on this podcast. Hey, Lady Sketch, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me um, on the Turntable Tip Up Culture and Beyond podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on every p- podcast platform except Spotify. So. Gotcha. That. And Florida Rookie, where can we find you? You can find me wherever you listen to your music. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at QFlow Music. Um, I mean, but don't try to steal my music because I got my credit and I Ooh, own my masters. Oh, Nipsey in the work. <laughs> Nipsey in the work. Yeah, can't, can't bootleg me. <laughs> <laughs> So I, was but, uh, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So you know, be careful with posting if you're using my music. But that's 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 family talk. Um, and you can also find me uh, co-hosting the uh, No Gimmicks Needed podcast with my guy Mister A and E. It's WrestleMania season. Uh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's it's Saturday and Sunday. I, I do want to give it a chance to watch it. Um, so I'm gonna try I'm, to get I'm give it a chance. Yeah, I, I, I do want to watch. I, it. Took, I requested the day off. I'm gonna make my my uh, WrestleMania food, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna watch. Oh, ah uh, man, I wish we could like record it, our reactions for it, but that that's gonna suck. That's gonna suck because I'd be looking forward to those moments where we, we where we all together in the event. I got I got an idea. We'll talk uh-huh. about it off. I think I know your idea. I think I know where you where you had it. But if you want more okay. about wrestling, Mr. A and E, where can we find you? You can find me hosting No Gimmicks in the Wrestling Podcast with Q Flow Flow the Rookie as we're gonna get into our WrestleMania predictions and WrestleMania too big for just one night. So uh that's that's gonna be 
April 4th that was okay. and April 5th. I mean, not as going to be as early as Rob Gronkowski is going to be. Uh, so, uh, but I am still being positive. I'm going to say, look, so we can complain about it. Why is why, sh- why it should have been delayed? Why is the performance center? But guess what? It's here. It's now. It's done. It's edited. So we're about to see the finished product come this weekend. And you know what? It may be a sleeper hit. We don't know. Yeah. I'm it might be. It, it, it might be. And if it's good, y'all hear me see if it's good. If it's not, I'm going to tell y'all it's not. So yes, you will. Make sure, yeah, so make sure you guys uh, check that out as well. And you guys can find us both on Twitter and Instagram at NC number two plate. Uh, NC yes, place okay. number two B. However, uh, for somebody who watches our Instagram page, we need some life over there, I, I heard. DJ D Nice said we need some life over there. Gotcha. DJ, DJ. Nice. Did he say that? When you was on there, you said I didn't want to be on there because we ain't got nothing on there. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> what you said? Oh well, they're doing uh, they're doing oh, LA Reed versus Babyface on Sunday. The LA Reed and Babyface versus um Tag Team Teddy Riley. Oh no no versus Teddy Riley. My fault versus Teddy Riley. Oh she's naive. You know I'm watching it. I made an IG just for this purpose. <laughs> But go ahead. And you can find me uh, on the Nerd Coalition channel. Uh, we're probably going to be doing another level up stream tomorrow. I hope I can wake up and there's no one's calling me tomorrow. So I will be able to do it. I may be playing more Resident Evil 2. I'm having a blast playing that. Uh, so if you want to watch me uh, jump and get scared, you can feel free to watch that. Uh, do I want to get Resident Evil 3? Yes? Question mark. But my main focus is going to be next week on, uh, gosh, Final Fantasy uh, 7 Remake. So that's what I'm big on. So make sure you check the notifications for that. We know what he getting. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely Final Fantasy. I I would get both if I, whoa, I would get both. I'm sorry. I just saw like a clip of, uh, (laughs) a clip of Resident Evil 3. That looks horrifying. But uh, yeah, make sure you stay tuned with us and subscribe and hit that like button because both are free. Very free. So, until then, swag on zero. And, gosh, I was about to do the regular channel outro. Q-Flow, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back. Relax and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.